We've made it to the final installment of our homily series for the summer on the Apostles' Creed. We started, obviously, with God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. We went through the creed, through our belief in the fullness of the Trinity, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. We talked about Mary, the mother of God. And then we've made it to our last phrase of the Apostles' Creed that I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. The body and heaven. Two things that sometimes we as humans put apart from each other. Because in popular culture, we might see heaven depicted as just a bunch of clouds, right? Wispy things. And then that like our heavenly reality is going to be almost like we're ghosts. You know, there's a book by C.S. Lewis called The Great Divorce. It's about the the chasm between, the separation between earth and heaven. And it's about these people who have died and they get on a bus and they're riding the bus to heaven. It's a fiction thing, but he's speaking theology through his fiction. And, And as they approach heaven, it's almost this purgatory state. As they approach heaven, what they realize is they get out of the bus and heaven is more real than earth was. Like the characters and they, they, some of them don't know they had died yet and they get out and they walk on the grass and the grass cuts them. It's, it's hard. And they're like, what's going on? And the, and the angel that's tasked with bringing them around, he says, heaven is more real than what you've experienced. It's not less real. It's not wispy. It's not not able to be grasped at. No, heaven is physical. That's why we say we believe in the resurrection of the body. The body is important. We believe that on the last day, the last judgment, we will receive a body. We won't just be a mind floating around. We have individuality. God created us individually. Sometimes people falsely believe in the philosophy, the false philosophy they believe in is called dualism. If you've ever heard of dualism, you might not have heard the word, but you've seen it depicted. And that's the separation between the body and soul. Someone who's a dualist thinks that the body is bad and earthly. And our goal is to to get rid of it, to get past it. And so we can really get to the spiritual things, which is our our soul. Say dualism separates the human person. The problem is God created humanity body and soul. And your body is good. This is sometimes what's wrong with Eastern spiritualities. There's a lot of Eastern spiritualities that have good things about them, right? So uh, like peace and, and tranquility and respect for nature and all that. Those are really good. But one thing most Eastern spiritualities get wrong is this respect for the body. The goal in Eastern spiritualities is to get rid of the body and to go into what's called nirvana, which means nothingness. As Christians, we profess it in our creed. I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Heaven is not a reality in which we cease to exist in our individual states. We have individual relationships with people, with God. We don't disappear into nothingness. 
It's true that because of the fall and concupiscence, which is just the propensity to sin, our fleshly desires tend to direct us away from heaven. But as Jesus puts it, in the beginning, it was not so. What happened in the beginning? God created Adam and Eve. When he created humanity, he created humans from what's in the symbolic language of of Genesis, from the dust of the earth. Dust is not bad. Matter is not bad. Our bodies are not bad. In fact, he said when he created man and woman, he said not just it is good. He said good to all the other things. He created animals and plants and the so, so all the earth. He says, that's good. That's good. That's good. And then he created human beings, body, soul unities. And he said, that is very good. Jesus shows us in his resurrected body. We spoke about that a few weeks ago, that when he rose from the dead, he rose with his body. Thomas could put his hand in his side. He ate fish. The sacraments are also expressions of how our bodies are good. You know, we can only communicate with our bodies. If you try to to say hello to somebody without your body, it won't work. We don't have ESP, basically. Or as my grandpa said, we don't have ESPN. That was his dad joke, his grandpa joke. I feel like there's a grandpa level joke, then there's dad jokes. Grandpa is crazy. Uh, But we don't have ESP. If you want to say hey to somebody, if you want to even further, you want to say you love somebody. You have to use your voice, your mouth. Your vocal cords, let's say, oh, you you can't, you're mute, you got a hoarse voice, you got laryngitis, you can't do it. Well, how do you do it? You hug them. You use your body. Let's say someone's holding you back and you can't get to your loved one, they're across, you're saying bye, they're on a ship and they're going on a travel. You use your eyes. You can say, I love you with your eyes, but you have to use your body. God communicates with us with the body. I baptized a child at the vigil last night, Lionel Lewis. I didn't walk up to him and just think baptism. Just like close my eyes and go, baptism. No, what did I do? I did what Jesus told us to do. I took water and I poured it on his head. And I said, Lionel Lewis, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And with the body, he was sanctified. When we receive the Lord in the Eucharist, we receive his body. At the end of someone's life, when I go to anoint them, Scripture says, if there was people sick among you, send for priests of the church. And the priest will think anointing. No, they won't think anointing. They'll lay their hands upon them and they will say, I anoint you, be sealed. Anoint them with oil. And their sins of the sick person will be forgiven, then it says. God communicates with us with the body. The body is good. We should not reject it. We should not think past it. The body deserves to be redeemed. That's why we believe what we believe in the church about respect for our bodies, even at our death. That's why we have funerals. Sometimes people say, oh, funerals are for the living, not for the dead. No, 
They're for the dead too. <laughs> like that, we, because we respect the body. You know, the preference of the church in burial is to bury the body. It's true that cremation is allowed because when we rise from the dead, it's not necessarily these atoms right, that are going to come back together. But we always need to respect the remains of those who have gone before us because God respected them. Because God loved them. Because God communicated to them through that body. Every November, we do the blessings of the graves. And this past year was really beautiful. It was the first time as a pastor I got to do that. And I processed over with a community on All Saints Day. And we went to those who have gone before us to their bodies and we prayed for them. Even those who are no longer remembered, those whose family members have passed on and on and as generations back. That's why it's important. And the church believes that we shouldn't scatter our ashes, that there should be a place of remembrance so that we're never forgotten. We're a part of the body of Christ. Our eternal reward. You know, when I was little, I was scared of heaven because I was scared of being bored. You know, like I would go to mass and be like, it's just an hour. And then they were like, heaven's going to be mass forever. I was like, oh, no, (laughs) because I didn't truly understand what I was receiving in mass. I didn't truly understand what heaven was. I thought heaven was a long time. And when you're little, a little time is a long time. And so you look at each other and you're thinking thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, hundred thousands of years. That's going to be boring. Heaven, eternity is not a long time. Right? Eternity is outside of time. When we profess, I believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting We don't believe in a long time that we receive. No, as C.S. Lewis puts it in The Great Divorce, he says, all moments are now. Present moment. As humans, we struggle to be in the present moment, don't we? We always like to live in the past and we look back at the past and remember we take pictures. I was just at Pebble Beach and I took pictures so I could remember it. I took pictures of my ball as it rested on the cliff on number eight that I parred. Thank you. But we're always looking back at the past or we're looking at the future like what's to come and we're worrying about that. And we're worrying about that. No, the Lord wants us to be in the present. That's what eternity is. All moments are now. St. Paul says in 1 Corinthians, what's heaven? What no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined. You think you know what it means to be happy? You can't even imagine, Paul says, what God has prepared for those who love him. Believe in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting.